Welcome to Happy Pod, all of the nice news and none of the nasty. We would like to start by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we're recording this podcast, the Ghana people. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This is our first episode. Woo! We are so, so excited to be here. So I am Ellen. And I'm Claire. And we are in this incredible studio, which we're very excited slash um, nervous for. We have brought our toy dinosaurs to make us feel like. <laughs> our little security we- <laughs> blankets. <laughs> and we are in this amazing studio with Rory, who has pepped us up and done some incredible uh, voice training with us beforehand. There's some amazing lights. We've got video. We're a little bit nervous, aren't we? We are. We are. But excited. I think we're more excited than nervous. We are more excited. And we have been talking about this for quite some time. So we thought we would start the show by telling you who the heck we are and how we met and a little bit about what it is we're doing here and why you're listening to this show. So Claire, kick it off with how is it that we came to be in this room terrified? (laughs) Well, we're both very lucky. We work at a great place and we met at work and we became fast friends really. Mm. Um, And we'd both been looking for a bit of a side project, Mm. I'd say. And one of the things that I talked about is I wanted to start a bit of a blog or something mm. like that that focused on happy news. I'm, the world is a daunting, daunting place and I wanted a safe place where I could hide away and just focus on all the good stuff happening in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, important to note that a time that we started working together was probably, I don't want to say the, the C COVID word, but I think it was that was a little bit happening at the time. There was a lot happening at work. The world was kind of in a bit of a a bit of a scary place and people were sort of coming to work, I guess, with not so nice news. Yeah. And, and you know, of course we acknowledge that and, you know, all of that is really important. But I think for Claire and I, we sort of wanted to be able to come into the office and start the day with our coffee with something really exciting. And so Claire and I started sending things to each other of silly animals or amazing scientists or something incredible or quippy that we had heard either in the news or on, you know, social media. And that kind of made us happy and and also made our colleagues happy. And we thought, why can't we do this in, in yeah, broader way? Yeah, because I think it can feel like the bad news or the nasty, which we won't focus on too much, of course, <laughs> feels like it's everywhere. But mm. actually, when you stop and pause and have a little look around, there's so many good people, there's so many good things, and there's like we should celebrate that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's it's sort of one of those things, uh, I guess, when I was growing up, we used to always laugh about the alligator that became best friends with a, a chicken. And that was always sort of tacked on just before the weather at the end of the news. And I think people we're sort of getting there, but, you know, you can't really talk about the alligator and the chicken forever. And so I think we sort of wanted to create a space where we were talking about that a little bit further and also learning for ourselves as well. And I certainly, preparing for this first episode, have learned so much already about just some incredible things that are happening in the world that I, you know, previously wouldn't have learned about, which is sad. And then go out and talk about it. Share the news. Share the happy. So, yes. Claire, <laughs> we're laughing because we had, you know, we we were thinking about... <laughs> <laughs> we're laughing also because I uh, knocked my headphones off. <laughs> we're laughing because we had to think of a tagline. So obviously well before content and well before any other parts of this show, wait, Claire's still trying to put her headphones on, everybody. Very professional in here. Right, we've got them on. We've sorry, got them sorry, on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So we wanted to think of a tagline. We had a few taglines and <laughs> one of the taglines that was put into the maybe pile, 
um, we feel is going to just come up a few times, mostly for Claire's enjoyment, and I'll yes. let her. I think Ellen's saying it was in the maybe pile. <laughs> I said it and she poo-pooed it instantly, <laughs> which is spread a little happy. If you think that is a, a good tagline. Let us know. Let us know. On our only communication channel right now, which is Instagram, and hopefully we'll get some more channels up and going so you guys can, you know, send us all your fan mail once you're ready. And I think something really important to note when we chatted about this first off, Claire, is that we really wanted to make sure this wasn't seen as sort of a everything is great, everything is brilliant, you know, everything is well, well, wellness, well-being, you know, we're all about well-being and everybody being happy, but we're also aware that life happens and shit things happen and we don't always have great days. And you and I are exceptional at talking about our crap days. No, it's all right to have a little vent. And also we're not well-being experts, so we're not going to tell you to meditate. I mean, meditation is great. I've always failed at it, but you know, we're not here to tell you how to live your lives. We're just here to give you some happy news. Absolutely. Uh, Great example. Claire recently signed up for Pilates. Sorry, I'm going to throw you in this. She did what half a <laughs> half, I, I, half a class and then and then didn't go to the others. But the money for the, the money for the classes went to a charity. Well, and I so I don't look, know whether I can say I tried. <laughs> <laughs> so look, that's perfect example of us. I think you know we're we're very realistic. Um, and we're, this is this is flawed, sort of, we're flawed humans. We're flawed humans. Um, we know the world isn't great all the time, and people can be really crappy sometimes. But there can be an amazing amount of wonderful people doing wonderful things. And this is twenty to thirty minutes of us telling you all about that. Well. Speaking about only being 20 to 30 minutes, should we jump into the news headlines? jump in. All right, so we are going to get straight stuck into our happy news. So we're going to do a broadcast every episode of some news bites, and then we are going to take a deeper dive into those news bites. We're going to have a little discussion about some of them and chat about any questions we've had for each other and go a little bit further into those stories. So let's get stuck in. All right. In Happy Pod News today, a California elementary school is taking pep talk to the next level, giving their kindergarten kids a spot in the limelight. Teachers at the school were inspired by their kids' inspirational chit-chat, so they launched Pep Talk, a hotline for people to call for free messages of support, happiness and positive mantras, all said by kindergartners. A homeless man called John Byrne in Dublin, who owned a rabbit called Barney, won an award back in 2011, thanks to his efforts to save his beloved fairy friend. A passerby threw his bunny in the river and John dived in to save him and reported the passerby. John then won an award for going above and beyond for helping an animal in need and the passerby was charged. Woo! In happy news for Alzheimer's sufferers and their loved ones, a new drug developed by Japan's ASI, a pharmaceutical company, has been found to slow the cognitive effects of the disease. It brings much needed hope to the more than 55 million patients globally for whom there's not been much good news of late. It's the first Alzheimer's drug to reach phase three trials and is now being accelerated by the FDA. Lastly, in the south of Gaza City, this past summer has been the first summer in at least seven years that locals have been able to enjoy the sun, sea and surf, swimming at their beloved beach once again. Due to local sewage plants being unable to keep up with demand, in just 2021, around 180,000 cubic metres of sewage was pouring into the Mediterranean, which made swimming unsafe. Now, 65% of the beaches around Gaza are safe enough for swimming due to drastic improvements to their local sewage systems. There you go, our first news headlines. And weren't they 
Okay, delightful. Um, Excellent. We thoroughly enjoyed putting those together um, over a series of coffees followed by some creamy pasta. And I, I have to say, my my partner started listening from the room next door and started getting involved. And it's just so nice. And I think that's really what we want yeah. from this. And we're hoping in the podcast to give you the news bites and then go into a little more detail because Claire is our detail fiend. I get the happy pictures and chitter chatter, um, but Claire is our detail fiend. So... We're going to go into a bit of a deeper dive in every episode into some of these stories. Yeah. First off is your pick. We're going to talk about pep talk. Oh, pep talk. I love this. So it's such a simple concept and I hope we can bring this to, to Australia. So this is an American uh, program, but basically the teachers came up with a concept. They knew the kindergartners, which is such a weird word. I'm going to say kindy kids because yeah. it's too hard. <laughs> it's even hard to spell. <laughs> <laughs> the little children. Like they are just naturally really uplifting. Mm. Um, and so they thought, well, how can we exp expand this? So the one of the art teachers came up with the concept and called it art as a social practice, which both Ellen and I absolutely loved. Yeah. And it's something that the world really needs right now. So basically you can call this hotline. You can press one if you're feeling mad, frustrated <laughs> or nervous. Press two for words of encouragement or life advice, which I think we all need at times. Or listen to kids laughing. Like, and what what doesn't make you happy than listening to little children laugh? So, so amazing. Um, and what I love is they launched this. I think not really knowing what the what uh, the impact would be, but within mm. a, within twenty four hours, I believe they had over seven hundred calls to the hotline. My God. This just shows how many people wanted to like get a little bit of happy in their yeah, life. Yeah, that's amazing. And it's funny because I think when you grow up, people say, oh, kids say the darndest things or, you know, it's it's such a joy to be a parent or to, you know, have kids in your life because they make you happy. And I think you don't really understand that until you get to being a bit of a jaded adult, let's be honest. And then, <laughs> and you kind of need that sometimes. Um, and, and I can totally understand where, where that comes and from. And they kind of break through all mm. the rubbish, don't they? They, you know, they're not overthinking things. Mm. They are just saying, you know, things are pretty good. Yeah. Um, and what I also really love about this is it's actually, you know, giving those kids a bit of respect and, you know, showing that everyone has value to add. Yeah. Even a little four-year-old can really pep you up. So, yeah, I absolutely love this and hopefully we can get, maybe that can be our, another side project, yeah. our side side project to get a little kindergarten here in Australia to do something similar. Absolutely. I know my three-year-old niece would absolutely love that. She definitely tells it like it is. The other day she told me that uh, she doesn't like me anymore, followed by you're the best human in the world. So I think she would absolutely be a top-notch at that. So maybe we can get that going. But I encourage you to have a look or even give the number a call if you're willing to do an uh, international call-out. Um, it is a lot of fun and we listened to a couple of recordings in preparation yeah. for this. So amazing idea and such a good example of people doing, doing brilliant things. Things. Moving on to more people doing brilliant things, we're going to talk about the Alzheimer's drug. So this one was a bit more science focused and took me a little bit of time to get around it. But yeah. Claire has actually an amazing background in in this area. When you say amazing background, I have again no medical training, <laughs> not an academic in any way, but uh, I do like to read stuff. Um, but what's really interesting about this one? Well, several things is. This is the first drug to reach phase three trials, which is a really mm. big thing. So obviously there's lots of pharmaceutical companies and lots of amazing medical researchers that have been looking to try and find ways to treat Alzheimer's, prevent Alzheimer's disease. And this this is like a really big breakthrough and we'll 
hopefully lead to lots more research and funding in this space. In America, they're trying to the FDA are trying to fast track um, the approval process mm-hmm. as well. So there's a lot of people feeling very, very optimistic about this, which I think, yeah, gives a whole lot of people hope, which is something well, I can only imagine what that would be like to mm. be diagnosed with Alzheimer's or have a loved one. So, yeah, it's a it's a really, really a story full of hope. Yeah, and I think much needed. It's it's definitely something that I think we haven't heard anything in this in this medical area for quite a while and I know probably most people listening know someone in their family yeah. or in their loved ones or, or their inner circle that that is suffering from this. I, I know my partner's stepfather is going through it at the moment and my uncle as well and it's such a challenging, challenging disease and I think this is so exciting. And what really shocked me, and to be frank, quite grind no, my gears. You're going to be frank, I'm going to be frank. I'm going to be frank, not Ellen. To be frank, I think it was quite amazing to me that this is not in the news at the moment. So we we have to say as a bit of a caveat, some of the news that we put in our happy news is is a few years old, but we think it's worth talking about. But this one is actually really recent. Yeah, it's very, very recent. So and I think part of that that is is there are still, I guess, some reservations mm. about some of the side effects that this drug causes as well. And that's with any medical breakthrough. That there's some things to work through, but um, what they've shown is there's been a 30% reduction in uh, cognitive impairment mm. um, in the people being trialled compared to the placebo effect. Which is huge. And the other thing which is also really interesting is with Alzheimer's, there's a few schools of thought about what actually causes it. Mm-hmm. This is looking at targeting what's called amyloids. Amyloids are a little bit of protein that can form plaque on the brain uh, and that's what this drug focuses mm. on. So if this this is kind of a, an interesting channel to, to focus on from a medical point of view and could have a whole lot of impacts on a whole lot of other conditions as well. So mm. my father, for example, had a condition called amyloidosis and that's where plaque formed on his kidneys and he became very, very ill and luckily he's all well now. Uh, but yeah, so this could have impacts on, on a lot of people as well. So yeah, it's very, very exciting. Yeah, and I think... um. Clearly now you've seen guys that Claire is the jargon lady and she knows all the all the smart things. <laughs> um, given that, I think actually a really kind of embarrassing thing that happened when we were um, planning for this podcast is I had to actually ask Claire what the difference between dementia and Alzheimer's is. I don't is. think that's embarrassing. I think lots because, of people don't know. And, this and is, I wasn't confident either. I had to double check and fact check. Claire is our fact checker, everybody. Go to her for all your facts. But I do want to say that this podcast, I really hope it's going to be a bit of a safe space for mostly me, I think, to ask questions, but (laughs) questions that I hope that everybody will be able to get something out of. I think, um, I don't know if anybody listening was who was born in the 80s or 90s remembers BTN, which I have a feeling oh, is still going. It is still um, going. Behind the news, for those of you who Fact can't keep up with my... <laughs> oh, really? Great. Yes. I think um, that was so brilliant because it taught school kids things that... You and, know, and sometimes adults. And sometimes adults, clearly. <laughs> I'm still a fan of BTN. But I think it goes behind some things, you know, like whether it be political, historical, I think there's a lot of things that just don't come naturally to people that kids don't read about or or adults don't read about. They're they're complex things to get your head around. So, yes, one of the things we were talking about is is dementia and Alzheimer's the same thing? Mm, mm. What are they? What's the difference? Um, And to break it down, basically, dementia is an umbrella term for any decline in cognitive... um, Oh, God, no. Function? I'm, function. Function. <laughs> I Mental helped. ability. I helped. But then Alzheimer's is a very, is a specific disease that is sits mm. under that dementia umbrella. 
Um, and it's the most common type of dementia. So, yeah, right. So that's why I think they're often used interchangeably. So, mm. yeah. So, yeah. And so this, I think. So we're is, all learning. We're all learning. Look at us here at Happy Bond. We might have to come up with a different tagline. I think <laughs> We're all learning. <laughs> yeah. I think this is really exciting and uh, and something that, you know, hopefully we can give you guys updates on in future episodes because yeah. um, we read an article last night that was, you know, as we were preparing for this clearly last minute, you know, written about. 10 hours prior to no, us don't, reading don't it, reveal the... which is so exciting. Um, <laughs> well, we all want an up-to-the-minute story. Oh, absolutely. Of which from 2011, but we'll... We, <laughs> we are that. on the pulse here. Next up, we're going to chat about the incredible story about the sea in Gaza City. And so this is something that made me really sad to start off with, which I know is not a very happy pod-esque no, and thing. I, think, I mean, I guess that's the other thing. With all these happy news, you know, poor Barney, the little bunny being mm, being sorry, thrown poor off. Barney. You know, obviously there was a there was a bit of bad news. He got thrown into the river by so a not very nice person that got punished for that. Mm-hmm. But within that, there was that that optimism of the man that jumped in, saved Barney, gave him CPR, and then was recognised for that. So, and this is another story where there's it's kind of tinged with some sadness, but then there's hope. Absolutely. And I think we've got yeah. a, and that's the thing. We've got to grab onto those those bits of hope and those mm. bits of happy in amongst all these stories. So, yeah, so Gaza City, they haven't been able to swim at their beach for over seven years. And I don't know about you. I'm a massive beach person. We're so blessed here in South Australia. I moved to England for two years. I know you spent some time in England yes. as well, Claire. The, pe- the lovely pebbled beaches. And, uh, yeah, and I, I really, really missed it. And we are just so blessed to have everything on our doorstep here. It's completely unfathomable to me to imagine that kids and families couldn't head to the beach. Yeah. Um, and, and purely because their you know, sewage systems and, and general maintenance in the city just couldn't keep up with it. I would assume most of our listeners know that, you know, living along the Gaza Strip is not the not the nicest place to live. Safest, there's, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of conflict there. And that has a whole lot of knock-on effects. So uh, regular supply of electricity mm, was a bit mm. of a, has been a struggle as mm. well. So if you don't have a regular supplies of electricity, how do you run your sewerage mm. plants? So what that meant is um, 180,000 cubic metres of sewerage a day was going into the Mediterranean. Mm. Um which is just tragic for the people that live there, the animals as well, um, and the marine life. So and I guess the thing that I really love about this is that obviously huge conflict between Palestine and Israel, and we're not going to touch that those, those politics. We don't want to go there. No. Nope. But there was a coming together to figure out how do we solve this environmental issue. We all have to live here and mm, we all want to mm. be able to enjoy enjoy the beach. And let's just backtrack. This is not not to go into the specific issues, but um, we did do a bit of research. I think I I certainly have a bit of lack of, of historical knowledge sometimes with these things. And we learned this has been going on for the past, you know, more than 100 years, yeah. um, this conflict. And so what an incredible thing for people to come together for an environmental cause, I suppose, yeah. and, and really just go, we've got to get on the same side as this. Because at the bottom line, you know, we're all we all need water, right? It's something that we all need and, and something that we all kind of need to get on the same side with. Otherwise, we're not going to have our beautiful environment that we that we, no. you know, we live in in our world we call home. And one of the other things I really loved about this story is there's seven lifesavers. Um, and I just love the idea of these seven <laughs> lifesavers. Like they haven't, they haven't had to do anything oh for the last gosh. seven years. They've had no one to save. And now they're That's out amazing. there 
Uh, in my head, they're Baywatch style. They're probably not. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> in, probably their t- not. in their towers looking yeah. out. And, yeah, it's just, yeah, a, ho- a whole new world has opened up. So mm. also imagine like you're, you could be a nine-year-old child and never been out of swimming in the sea. And all of a sudden now you're a kid that can play and make sandcastles and do all yeah. those things that we take for granted. And having 65% of their beaches, you know, now being able to swim in, I think is just amazing. And um, we'll be following that story as well. I think that's something that um, is, is hopefully on, only going to improve and I think is an incredible example of, you know, this I think is starting to happen all around the world with people realising that, you know, where we may have made some um, environmental errors, <laughs> to, yes, to just put, it, put it lightly. And mm. I think, um, yeah, that's a super exciting space and definitely something Claire and I are very passionate about. Um, yeah, and I think it, it goes to show that, you know, we can make change and, you know, those incremental changes. Like, mm. we, like I always think it's funny about, you know, people saying, we could move to Mars and we can do this. And I'm like, we've got a planet here. We can we can fix this one. Yeah. And, like there's a, I remember, I, I wish I knew the man's name. But he, he talked about, well, if we invested all the same amount of money in going to Mars, you know we could fix our planet. Yeah, and was, yeah. yeah. And it's it's completely true. So I think, yeah, what can we do in our own lives? And, you know, if, if people at the Gaza Strip can come together mm, 100%. To, to sort this out, then, yeah, I'm sure there's a few more things we can do as well. And just to kind of bring it back closer to home, um, assuming that both of our partners will be our only first listeners, something that and, I... And Sally, a shout out to Sally. Shout out to Sally, biggest fan. To bring it back closer to home, I think, I just want to say how grateful I think I am to live in Australia and to have the beautiful environment that we have. I recently uh, returned from a trip doing the Overland Track in Tasmania and I learned so much about the environment there and how much actually just doing the track you need to think about. Mm. So... When you do the Overland, which is about a 70 to 85k trek in, in um, Cradle Mountain National Park, you have to... This is Ellen's humble brag. It's my Cute. humble brag, humble brag. Not so humble. Very proud of myself, everybody. There was snow. Can't believe what... I did it. Yeah. Saw a snake, battled a snake. No. No, but I I realised how little I knew about um, the environment there, I think. And even, you know, you can't use washing detergent within 100 metres of a, a yeah. water stream and... How incredible, though, that I did not see one piece of rubbish on that 80-kilometre trek. And how how brilliant to live in a place where, you know, this is done by 30 to 40 people a day, this trek. Yeah. And how amazing to be in a country where people, and, you know, there were people from all countries, you know, on, on this trek with us, not just Australians, but we take it so seriously here and I think we should be so grateful for that. And yeah. that it made me very, very grateful to live here and to be in such a beautiful part of the world. And But that doesn't come without a lot of effort. Yeah, exactly. We all have to do our bit. So if you see a bit of rubbish, pick it up, put it in the bin. That's all it takes. That is our little tidbit for today. Well, I don't, it probably takes a bit more, but, you know, it's a start. <laughs> it's a good start. We are getting close to our uh, 20 to 30 minute. We're actually within the 20 to 30 Woo! minute bracket. We've made it. We do want to introduce a couple more segments into the show, but for this one, Producer Rory has let us know we probably should keep it a little bit short. Yeah, we're going to ease ourselves in. We're going to ease ourselves in. So our last segment for today is called The Happy Hero. I love Happy Hero. And I love this woman. So this segment is going to be about people in the world, whether it be the, you know, guy on on the overland that looks after the track or whether it be this particular woman we're about to talk about today, we want to shout out to people specifically who make us happy and do good for the world. Yeah, and it doesn't need to be worthy of winning Australian of the Year or whatever else. They don't need to win a medal. 
They just are doing their little bit in their little part of the world and it makes us happy. That's 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 it. And we're hoping that a lot of this can be sourced from you guys, our listeners. Um, and yeah, just basically crowdsourcing. Wanted to get that little hype word yeah, in there. We would love for you guys to tell us. So anything big or small, whether it be that, you know, your neighbour bathed your cat for you or something incredible. <laughs> Hopefully with your permission. Um, um, yeah, we really want you guys to let us yeah, know. And to be honest, like, so we were talking about this earlier and I was like, if Barbara from Seacliff wants to send in a message <laughs> that her year 12 daughter has just got into the course she wanted to do, I'm happy for my DMs and my emails to be full of stories from the Barbaras of the world Absolutely. or whoever else because, to be honest, that will bring me joy. And we so will give you a shout-out. We will it's give you a shout-out. That will be our gift to you and our four listeners. Um, <laughs> so without further ado, our happy hero for today... It's called Grace Brett. So this news has been out for some time, but we wanted to include her as our first happiness hero because we cannot get enough of her. So she is a, wait for it, gorilla knitter. Not gorilla as in... (laughs) 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 She's a... We need to work on my impression. She's a gorilla knitter. I don't know if you all remember the phase of yarn bombing. It sort of just started happening on poles. I I don't think it was a phase. I think I like to think it's continuing on. Oh, it's continuing. Claire will continue on (laughs) with her story about yarning um, uh, shortly. But um, so, Grace, what an incredible woman. So... When the story of yarn bombing hit, first hit the news around the globe, beautiful Grace Brett was at the ripe old age of 104. She since rest her soul, I think, passed away. But when she was 104, she was part of a secret group of yarn stormers. Yes. And I quote, um, and she made the news headlines because she yarned bomb, yarn bombed her local town in Scotland. Is that, that, that right? Is it was in Scotland. in Scotland. And she was touted at that time as the world's oldest street artist. So I reckon most over Banksy because what an incredible incredible woman and I don't want to disrespect Banksy I quite like Banksy I also really love Banksy but knitting's a lot harder than a little stencil yeah and she takes a long time you should see the photos I encourage you to look her up we'll try and put her on our um, Instagram we won't try we will do she looks we will we will she looks I have to say, slightly terrifying. <laughs> she, but yeah. she's got she's got it in her mind. She's yarn bombed her whole town. Yeah, and she just wanted. She really thought all well, the knitting looked lovely, mm-hmm. and she was very proud that her crocheting made the cut. So, and it, um, it is like it is beautiful. Like, so there's mm. little uh, things of dogs and walls. It's like things yeah. you would never even think of. I don't even know how they 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 knitted. So, um, a confession: I used to be part of the knitting guild. <laughs> I don't know whether I don't know whether it's a confession. I, well, it's there's nothing to be ashamed about. Confession. <laughs> so, this is okay. Sorry, just quickly interrupting. This is one of the first things Claire told me about herself, and we are what both a brand ad- brand Claire <laughs> We are both admitted. Um, we're both a little bit strange. Like we're yeah, both we're both a little bit everybody's strange. We're we both a little quirks. bit yeah, we're both a little bit quirky. And I think that's what made us become friends in the first place. We sort of started realizing that we had our own quirks. One of which is when we both get nervous we sing the Indiana Jones theme. Oh, that tune. is our proper bonding. But that that's sort of where it all began. But I think, yeah, one of the first things that Claire said that she was part of a knitting guild. What is a guild of knitters? It's just a it's just a nice membership group. Um <laughs> so my mum actually knows how to knit throughout my whole life. She's encouraged or tried to teach me. Amazing. And I thought, this is a nice thing my mum and I can do together. So mm. we would go to the little town hall in Unley Aww. for those Adelaide people that may be listening, um, pay our $4, 
Um, we would knit. Does that get you a bicky? It does. Yes, Amazing. you're right. Yeah, you make your own tea. <laughs> um, but what I realised is, I think I was a, a member for about a year, and I knitted about mm, maybe fifteen centimeters of a scarf. <laughs> That's, that's more than I've ever needed. Yeah, and so it started off where the other members of the guild are very excited that I was there and slightly on the younger yeah, side great, great. of their membership. Uh, I was fresh blood and they're like, what are you knitting? But every week I would go there and it was, what are you knitting? And it was the same thing, no progress. <laughs> and I think they started to be very disappointed Have you still got the half-knitted scarf? I think I do, as well as there would be a, a wool bingo. At the end, too. Amazing. Which was, and I often won wool that I thought, I can't do anything. <laughs> I, can't, I can't keep up with my current wool. So somewhere in my house, there is a cupboard of hobbies. Hobbies failed. A ukulele. We've um, all got some hobbies failed. This, yeah. hopefully, is our hobby, Happy yes. Pod, that is not failed. Yes. So I put the wool up with the ukulele and my art supplies <laughs> by mosaicing. Um, and it's sitting there for another time. I once made teddy bears. Did you? Yeah. Well, no. I made an arm and then my mum made the rest of the bear. <laughs> um, but I that feel like was we're a... giving ourselves a bad name. I've started a Pilates class. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully Half this is the scarf. podcast that we do finish. Um, and we've actually got a one minute warning, which is Ooh. insane. I cannot believe this has gone so fast. Yeah. Shout out to Grace Brett. There's woo. Never to Grace Brett. From kindergartners to 104 year olds. We have covered it all, guys. I hope that you like our first episode. We are going to wrap it up. Um, Otherwise, we think maybe you guys won't listen to us again because we've talked too much. But we hope you've liked it. Please follow us on Instagram. Yeah, Um, check out in the show notes. We'll have the link to our Instagram, but it's just happy pod with an I. Yes. Um, So follow us there. But yeah, please, please tell your friends. Spread a little happy. Spread a little happy. (laughs) (laughs) Ellen's going to come around to it. Um, And yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for for taking the time to listen to us. Yeah, we are just so excited to be here. And we are really stoked to bring you some more episodes in the new year. So thank you so much to whoever has listened. And we look forward to talking to you next time. Tell us your happy stories. Tell us. Bye.